Good morning and welcome back to The Gospel Getup, the podcast aimed at getting you in the Word with readings from the Daily Lectionary before sending you on your way to go about your day in the peace and joy of the Lord. This morning's readings take us into Joel chapter 2, and in the letter to the Romans, we move into chapter 11. The readings for today are set to an order for prime. So without further ado, let's get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hasten to save me, O God. O Lord, come quickly to help me. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. And we pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the rest of the past night and for the gift of a new day with its opportunities for pleasing you. Grant that we may pass its hours in the freedom of your service, and when evening comes, give you thanks again. Amen. The Old Testament reading, once again, is Joel chapter 2, the first 17 verses. Blow the ram's horn in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all who live in the land tremble with fear, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and frightening darkness. Like dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty people is coming. There has been nothing like it from ancient times, nor will there ever be again for generations to come. In front of them, fire devours. Behind them, a flame blazes. In front of them, the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind them, it is a desolate wilderness. There is no escaping them. They look like horses. They charge like cavalry. With a noise like chariots, they bounce over the mountaintops, like a crackling fire consuming stubble, like a powerful army lined up for battle. At the sight of them, peoples are in anguish. Every face becomes flushed. They charge like strong warriors. They climb over walls like soldiers. They all march in formation. They do not turn aside from their path. They do not collide with each other. Each marches straight ahead in his position. They pierce through defenses without hesitating. They rush into the city. They run along the city wall. They climb into the houses. Like thieves, they enter through the windows. In front of them, the earth quakes. The sky shudders. The sun and moon become dark. And the stars stop shining. The Lord shouts at the head of his army. His forces are very numerous, and those who obey his command are powerful. The day of the Lord is great. It is terrifying. Who can endure it? Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and grief. Tear your heart and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and abounding in mercy, and he relents from sending disaster. Who knows? 
he may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings, and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the ram's horn in Zion. Set aside a day for fasting. Call a solemn convocation. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children, even those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the temple porch and the altar. Let them say, Have compassion on your people, O Lord. Do not subject the inheritance you have given us to the scorn of the nations. Do not make us notorious among the nations as an object of ridicule. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? This is the word of the Lord. The New Testament reading continues in Romans with chapter 11. So I say, did God reject his people? Absolutely not, for I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Or don't you know what scripture says about Elijah, how he was pleading with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and they are trying to take my life. But what did God's answer tell him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So in the same way, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. Now if it is by grace, then it is not the result of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. What then? Israel did not receive what it was striving to get. The elect did, but the rest were hardened, just as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that do not see and ears that do not hear, right up to the present day. And David says, Let their table be a trap and a net, and a snare and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so they do not see, and let their backs be always bent. So I ask, did they stumble in order to fall permanently? Absolutely not. Rather, by their trespass, salvation came to the Gentiles to make the Israelites jealous. Now, if their trespass meant riches for the world, and their failure meant riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fullness mean? I am speaking to you Gentiles, for as long as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I am going to speak highly of my ministry. Perhaps I may make my own people jealous and so save some of them. For if their rejection meant the reconciliation of the world, what does their acceptance mean other than the dead coming to life? If the part offered as firstfruits is holy, so is the whole batch. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, a wild olive branch, were grafted in among them, and share in the rich sap from the root of the olive tree, do not boast that you are better than the branches. If you do boast, remember that you are not supporting the root, but the root is supporting you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I am grafted in. That is true. 
but remember that they were broken off because of unbelief, and you remain in place by faith. Do not be conceited, but stand in awe. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you. So take note of God's kindness and his severity, severity on those who have fallen, but God's kindness on you if you remain in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not remain in unbelief, those branches will be grafted in again, because God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from a wild olive tree, and contrary to nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more easily will these natural branches be grafted back into their own olive tree? This is the word of the Lord. We now confess the Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray that you would so guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And now for the good news that never gets old, the news that Jesus is your Savior, who lived, died, and rose again, so that all your sins have been forgiven. That's the gospel. Now get up and go and live to God's glory and for the benefit of your neighbor. Peace.